from all around the world. This is your host, James Jordan. Mike Wallace. And the Eggman. Coming at you for another edition of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast on CFMH 107.3 Local FM in St. John, New Brunswick. CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. And the PMN app. You can listen to us on CFMH on Saturdays at noon. And at CKMS on Fridays in the morning. And on the PMN app throughout the week. You can also check us out on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. At the WWOMS. As well as our ridiculously long URL for our homepage, the Wide World of Motorsports Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And it's really long because it's kind of like a free trial. And we could extend said URL with, you know, with some with some help in this time we could be talking about your product. We could be talking about your race team, your race track, a race coming up. You can email us at our Gmail wide world of motorsports podcast at gmail.com. And through there you can get, uh, get a hold of us and you can also link us up on our social medias as well. Just get a hold of us, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you, get back to you and, um, yeah, make, make some happen. And we're coming at you for episode 41, the week of January 1st, 2023. This is season five. And this is the season finale of season five. Yay! Yeah, I can't believe we I'm saying that. It. Can't believe I'm saying. Yeah, can't believe it. I'm saying that. Forty-one episodes. Although we are still recording next week for season six, so we will be going almost in potentially fifty-two episodes in a row. Fifty-one episodes in a row. Um, so hey, you know, we're yeah we're looking at a good trajectory for going on a, a pretty hot streak and. So even though we're ending the season, we're continuing off next week with season six, episode one. So all the, all those episodes, make sure you check us out. I can't forget to mention Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, all of those podcast services. You can hear all our past episodes of season five. We had a crazy season, long season. I feel like we've. We've gone, yeah, since the end of January when we started off with the 2022-24 hours at Daytona. For the we, yeah, we started all off with the Rolex. I'm pretty sure. So uh, that's a long it's season. We, it's kinda, I we I feel like we our podcast season follows the racing season, right? The first big race of the year, we start. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a bit of that vibe as well. And that's because really in the past, we didn't do stuff in between the end of the cup season and the beginning of the cup season. And then slowly we did IMSA and then there's, 
there's chili bowl and there's also at the end of the at oh, yeah. the end Sorry. of the year there's snowflake yeah, and snowball so and then we started covering those and it's just like wow we always said like the the motorsport season ends but it really doesn't actually we always said there's some off months but it feels like there's yeah sure there's a couple of events in the in in the winter months sure it's not as it's not as eventful as as the rest of you right so but we yeah. we uh, there's still enough uh, there's still enough that's going on in the wide world of motorsports, and we're always trying to to cover it here as much as we can for 41 episodes coming to you from the track to the community for all the news. And and at the top of every episode, we've kept a tradition of where we picked a driver, and we've kind of done this since episode since episode 30 something, I think. Really? Is that when, that's when we started? Late twenty? Well, I don't know. We'll 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 find out next season because there's still lots of numbers that we can cover. Because we we started kind of late this season, I think. In this, I thought we'll we'll check back. Yeah. We'll check back. But I thought we started a little late. So um, so yeah. So for the the final episode of season five, episode forty one, I'm going to pick. I'll I'll just start off with it. Just to start, um, start it all off with Cole Custer. Uh, Cole nice. Custer, who was the driver of the... That's, this is so, sounds so harsh, because it's nothing against Cole. Because he's going back to the Xfinity to to do stuff. And he's he's kind of neat, maybe needed there. So it's not like... I don't think it's such a bad thing. So there's none of that here on the WAMs. No, nothing is against Cole Custer. Is it kind Cole of Custer. like... Uh... Just going back to the the minors, get your you know, get get confidence back up. We oh, and that's always kind of the old school. We always said that back in the throughout the day. I remember back in the day in the nineties, back in the day, we would say yeah. that's kind of like the minors. But I feel like over time, and I think we were talking about this recently with uh, some of our pod for some of our esports team, our our iRacing friends. We were just talking about. How the the series has kind of changed up the the uh, it's kind of comp- it's it's difficult to describe it, but they're they're not it doesn't seem like it's like that anymore um, in the traditional sense, but in, right. in it, that's where it's like the feeder series no matter what though like you, you rise up through the truck you go to the Xfinity, but we see all these great drive like Almendinger like you know. <laughs> That like he like that's that's a great I think that would be a, a great example as a driver that is able to to kind of break that uh, I, I call it a wives they'll call it a wife, a wives like a wives tale I guess or something it's it's just a tr- it's a I think the idea of that being a, a feeder or a, or back down to the miners is a is kind of that old traditional mentality but in the sense that we've seen it. We've seen it different years with with exceptions is 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 what I'm getting at, but but for Cole Custer though, we'll see, because uh, yeah, you know he didn't do very good uh, throughout 2022, and uh, through the last couple of years as we expected. He won though. He won. He won in in the Xfinity series, the 07 at that um, showing that he's he's good, still good to be an Xfinity driver, right. But when he was in SHR, has been good to him uh, since 2020. So he won at where in Kentucky. 
Yeah, he went at Kentucky in 2020. So that was was his. I remember that, and that was that was a that was a COVID. That was one of the COVID years. COVID win. That's right. Yeah. Is there an asterisk? I remember that. That was crazy, and I remember that's. I can't believe I remember that. That was good. Um, That was. We did see. uh, I think that was the race too, where we saw the battle between Kyle and Kurt. If I'm not mistaken. But yeah, so he he did win a race. In all fairness. Um, and yeah, it was during a difficult time, but since then he, I mean, he's just been backpack kind of guy. He did have a couple top tens this past season, Bristol, Atlanta, but he just didn't end up, uh, he didn't end up making really much of a, of a name for himself. But although with, uh, helping out with SHR, and it's not like SHR is completely dumping him, with helping him out maybe in the Xfinity series and maybe building a program around him there. We're going to potentially see it. Uh, we're, it's going to be interesting to follow in 2023. Uh, I yeah, no doubt about that at all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Cole, Cole, yeah, so definitely going with Cole Custer and um, seeing seeing what he can do outside of what we thought the 41 was. It's, it's it's a historic I think we we all know the great I I think there's a one of the greatest NASCAR drivers drove the 41 and he's driven actually this this driver has been in many cars many different numbers but I wonder if you guys got I wonder if you guys got the one that I I wanted to kind of go with but what do you guys got Thomas go you go first Thomas all right, so I went with a driver everyone that knows about racing has heard of, but probably didn't know he ran the 41. Uh, Richard Petty started several races in the 41 uh, from 62 to 64, uh, scoring six wins in it. Um, and I was not able to find a reason why he was in the 41, but he just he ran the 41 once in 62 and a bunch of times in 63 and 64, so... Not really? many, not not many people know that he was ran the forty one at one point, but uh, he's one of my favorite drivers of all time, and certainly one of the greatest the sport's ever seen. So I decided to go with the King Richard Petty. That's a good. That's a good one. Um, <clears throat> because if, if we did make it to episode forty three, and who knows, maybe next season we'll if we do it again we'll we'll get to that. But how can you if you have an opportunity? To be able to pick Richard Petty, you got to go for it. I agree. Because yeah. there's he no goal for go 48. So you got to mention one of the greats. And we'll be mentioning one of the greats in a few weeks. But you got you to be able That's the first time we've mentioned one of the, 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 one of the big three is, is Richard Petty. You, you, you opened it up. Um, you opened it up. So what? How did how did he do in the forty one? Uh, I don't have an exact number of races he ran in it, but he did record six victories in the at, in the Cup Series in the forty one. Um, and being that he's got a that was kind of, of that was the the beginning of his career there. I'm sure he did rather well elsewhere as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that era is one thing. The 
the competition, we always always hear that argument, whether or not it's valid or not, but everyone goes, oh, the the competition was different, or it was just a Richard Petty deal. Uh, all those years, he was just basically winning all the races. All the all the other drivers don't matter. There's people who who are arguing for and arguing against Richard Petty. Sometimes, um, what you have to stats. look at is: were they all terrible, or was he that good, or was his cars that good? And right. um, there are some absolute Mount Rushmore style names that were racing with Richard Petty. And I don't think anybody gives Richard the credit that I feel he deserves. I mean, Pearson, uh, both Allison brothers, uh, there's just so many and nobody seems to care because they just seem to think that because his name is Richard Petty, he had cars that were so much better than everybody else's. And it's simply not, I mean, it's true, but it's not such a disparity in equipment that it makes up for him getting 200 wins. I wonder why he was jumping around. So I got, too bad we don't have a video version of this, but I can describe as much as I can. I got the Wikipedia up, and it looked like the first time he ran the 41, he ran a couple different cars that year. He ran the 41, by the looks of it, at the end of the season at Augusta. So that was a ro- uh, some somehow that was a road course deal in nineteen at the end of nineteen sixty two. Yeah, it's definitely end of the season race. Just ima- that's cool. What what? Why bring that back? I want I want the fourth last race to be a legit road course. He came back to it in sixty three. Ran at Richmond. Um, oh wait, so by the way, he 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 finished second at Augusta, at the end of sixty at the end of 63 and then in 64 he uh yeah he was sporadic but mostly he was the 43 wonder why he was dipping back and forth i couldn't tell you into the 41 because he in he did islip speedway and the pennsylvania 200 at lincoln speedway in, in 1964 and the 41 and that was the last time he did anything in the uh well he no he won at harris Speedway, the third last, third to last race season, nineteen sixty four and forty one. So, um, yeah, I wonder what, that's interesting, and maybe it goes back again to what you're saying about the different vehicle, the cars they had. Maybe he let, maybe there's different drivers that ran that car for whatever reason. Well, uh, if you think but, about it, at that point he would have still technically been racing for his dad. So, I guess he'd yes, drive, different. He'd drive whatever car his dad put him in. I, yeah, I'm sure uh, that comes down to it. That's probably a good answer. Um, it's the only thing I can think maybe, of. Maybe maybe one of our listen. Maybe some of our listeners can let us know or guide us to some some info here on that. That, that or maybe we can get Richard. We can petition to get Richard Petty on the show. That maybe would be that. so cool. It's I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be so cool. <laughs> Let's do it. Hashtag. Petty on the Woms. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, a great way to end off the season two, Eggman. Good pick on that one. Wallace, what about you? What do you got for the end of the season, number 41? Well, I, I thought I'd do something different. You know, I always pick a driver or I pick somebody who stood out to me. 
I picked somebody I don't know anything about. Driver by the name of Greg Sachs. Uh, in the in the forty one, he drove twenty races. He for Larry Hendrick uh, Motorsports. Larry Hendrick was a, apparently a, a businessman, a businessman, and uh, owned a team uh, from nineteen ninety to two thousand and one, I guess, for uh, Winston Cup and Bush Series teams. Uh, because that's a team had some really big drivers for them Ricky Craven, Dick Trickle, Dave Marcus, Hot Strickland, just different people like that. But uh, Greg was not particularly uh, successful in, in that car. He only had 20 races. I think he had 60 and Fs. Uh, interesting. I uh, just didn't, didn't know who this guy was. So it's, uh, it's interesting to to have a look at just pick somebody that at random right he's he does have a cup win his he won the 1983 firecracker 400 um or no sorry his best win see it says win no first that was his first race his first win was the 1985 fi- firecracker 400 so apparently he was really good at daytona uh, the 80, so the 85 firecracker 400 so that's the say yeah that's the summer at home and that they would have ran that in the morning at mm-hmm. that point so they was gonna be too hot but i still wouldn't want to be i still wouldn't want to do that no. but he's um he's uh <clears throat> he's apparently a big modified racer uh holds a track record at martinsville speedway for uh, for modified division in modified division not too sure what that means or like what his 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 speed was but uh, seems he competed in in nascar wheel and modified series or what is now the nascar wheel and modified series so i've noticed that's a trend with a lot of the these older especially those these uh diamond a dozen drivers i guess you could say once in a while we We'll see that they they did mods, or even sometimes it's it's interesting yeah. they did a they they ran a, the late models and the like. Obviously, um, either you're from mods, you're from late models, or you're from dirt or whatever, right? But it's interesting to see where these guys come from. Some mods guys back in the day coming up to the cup. Some of the late models guys coming up to the cup real early, and it kind of makes you compare from now and then and, and it's it's really cool because we still see that right so uh yeah th- that's like an og in some ways even that's mid 80s well, uh, but i mean you know yes we all know the heritage of nascar was built in the south running moonshine right but i think there's we all know that the sustainability of of nascar and stock car racing came out of that short track racing from around the world. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, around the country, not around the world. And um, in particular, and, and it seems like you get certain kinds of racing or cars or division or whatever in certain parts of the country. Uh, I was just having a chat with our good pal Dave about uh, pro late models versus... Um, late model stocks versus his temp his template late model versus the oscar outlaw super late models and stuff 
and and really kind of how they fit in where they are like late model stocks are a very southern thing uh late model pros are more northern thing and northeastern thing is modifieds in canada we're very we don't have template late models here at all we only have um late model pros which is our apc series those are pro late models and of course they run pro late models at a lot of the local tracks so uh yeah it, it, i'm it, you know, there's some big names that came and did well in cup series that came out of out of um modifieds for sure and yeah with we with the history of it and being able to talk about all of this each week and it's it's added a unique part of the episode just talking about some history and and really diving into where some of these guys started and even some of these ones that you never heard of and uh, yeah for sure no offense to anyone out there currently driving out there not everyone makes not everyone makes it and uh but you still you still support them you still go there you still cheer for them and and, and that i love and I, I felt like that too uh, over the last couple of years that we've been able to cover races when we're going down the paddock. It doesn't matter who is there. If they had a controversial race, the race before, maybe something we didn't like or they got a, they took out a fan favorite or something or whatever, or a fan favorite wins. We're not necessarily brown nosing everyone or we're not, you know, we, 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 we take everyone equal. We, we're, I just see race car drivers and I go, oh man, this is awesome. Like, I like all these guys. And maybe that's because I've found out throughout the years from the media side of things is uh, I kind of just like, I like to hear from everyone and I, I, I want to make sure everyone gets that on the show and that they, mm-hmm. everyone gets their chance, right? So uh, I, I, and I'd love to hear everyone's different stories. We've been able to talk to a lot of different drivers over the past couple of years. And in the 2022, we've had pretty good. <laughs> I think we've had a pretty good run. We're, and as yeah, as last episode sure, in episode forty, we were able to start with part one for our top memories of twenty twenty two. And in part one, I selected the what did I pick? Oh yeah, the CTMP, the big, the first the first race of the season for NASCAR Pinty Series. The Decto Storm or the the, um, the storm. My first the, camping the experience. And, yeah, your uh, first camping experience. Eggman chose. Seb retiring, which is an absolute legend. You can't not mention that. That's a huge, huge one in, in 2022. And then Wallace going with the Big O, NASCAR Pinty's first race on dirt at Oshweekin in Ontario. And that was also a big moment for... It was big for Wallace, I could tell you that for sure. He, you can see some of our clips oh, on man. Facebook dot com forward slash the walls he's in freaking out so and uh so but in in episode uh, 41 here in part two of our top moments we're going to get we're going to pick another moment tend off the season and i went with i'm going to go with the big one because this this was a bucket this i was able to check this off basically the bucket list i know i only had him for a minute and a half but or whatever it was i've but um, not many people, yeah, that's a minute and a half on anyone else, uh, <laughs> uh, getting, getting Jimmy Johnson on the wide world of motorsports for 2022. And he probably had no idea what was going Huge, on, buddy. but Huge, the biggest, e- even though it was no for bigger. a minute 30 and having seven time champ interviewing with Daytona 
die racing 20 <laughs> Daytona I racing champion James Jordan. No. Yes. Um, no, but being able to talk we get a little uh, applause. Being able to talk to Jimmy Johnson for an indie race. <laughs> um just talking about his car real quick and and uh and the changes throughout the weekend and it was real cool to be able to talk to him about that. He gave a second after practice he got out of his car. And yeah, he he was cool. It was cool. He gave me and Ashley McCubbin of uh, of her podcast and, and her website. We gave her gave us some time, and it was real cool. It was and it was only a couple minutes. He had a scooter. He had to get going. He had a packed weekend. Um, but sure enough, we we waited a couple hours. And we we were, we got to, we got old Cemetery. We got old Jimmy Jam, and also some cool pics too up on our Facebook. As well as him getting out of the car, um, and and I was I was really able I was got the right moment where he was he was it sounds really creepy where he was taking off his his suit his his uh, driver's suit and uh, and he you could see his eyes he's gay I don't know if he was looking my direction or whatever I felt like he was looking right at me though and uh, getting getting that direct contact in that shot it's I just that was another thing too, because I love taking. If if you know the Wams, love taking photos. Check out our Facebook or Instagram. Wallace and I, we do our best, and uh, we we always try to capture the right moments. And this was this was another thing too. Not only were we able to interview him, but also to be able to get that as well. And and it was a good. I think it was. A, there was a lot of blue, and I love blue in a shot. And I was I'm a sucker for that. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna toot my horn a bit. It's a good shot. Cause, cause I, I got the blue in it. I'm sucker for, I'm sucker for that. I like a lot of blue in a picture. Yeah. Um, so, so that that too, it hit. It, it was like a good. Like I liked the shot. It was like you know, it, it hit a lot of marks for me, uh, and especially for the Wams as well. Not only that, it was a great. It was a great jam packed weekend. There was NASCAR Pinty Series. There was IMSA. There was they were racing not a, it wasn't full IMSA but it was just like the what do you, what was it like the oh wasn't it um, Porsche Cup yes Porsche Cup so Porsche was running there and then obviously IndyCar was was there so it was it well, was crazy yeah, I mean, and and for people that don't know so the the Toronto Honda Indy takes place in the streets of Toronto and in, in the streets of Canada's biggest city. And it's no doubt uh, one of the biggest events as well in the city. They shut down one of the they shut down one of the major streets. <laughs> they, they do a lot of crazy things in Toronto for shutting down yeah, streets. Awesome. So they're they're shutting down Lakeshore, which is like a bypass to the Gardner and King or whoever whatever the other street is that goes along. Yeah, but whatever the street that goes east to west so really like it's the one street you want to get to to get on the gardener to get out of the city so when that's closed down for a race it gets a little tricky in the area and it's 11 turns and there's different racing surfaces concrete asphalt and there's even a bit of epoxy in a couple of turns because there's so many potholes from the rough canadian winters they gotta stick stuff in it they gotta keep it down um this was also the first yeah. time. It was two years since the streets of Toronto has been turned into a racetrack. So, it was there was a lot of new eyes as well. Pack uh, to the sport for NASCAR Pinty Series. The Friday date for the NASCAR Pinty Series was a weird day for a race, 
but it was good exposure for the series. There was lots of people coming out because it was free, and there was there was the biggest uh, attendance for a NASCAR Pinty Series race in the streets of Toronto. So that um, there was there was some beating and banging through the race. We got to see uh, a lot of names up there: Lacroix, Ranger, LP. But in the end, uh, Ranger and LP, they did not have anything for the Speedy 74, Kevin Lacroix. And um, yeah, it was also fun watching Sam. We, we all we all wanted Sam to do good in that race. Uh, we talked about, we talked to him earlier on in the season. Yeah. He got in the show and he was really looking forward to that. So it was fun to watch him as well uh, in the streets of Toronto and as well as Gary Clute. So... Um, which is weird because Mac didn't really have the best run. That was one of the races that the champion of the season did not have a really good run was in the streets of Toronto. So that was an interesting, it was a good balance in that race. And as well as Scott Dixon, he he ended a drought in the IndyCar race. And also he was able to tie legend Mario Andretti for number two on the all-time IndyCar win list. Obviously he, he ended up beating that in Detroit. Couple weeks He's later, a bit of a maestro there too. Dixon, very good fourth career win in Toronto. Um, so yeah, and, and that made also that also made him win eighteen consecutive seasons. So that was a big race for Scott Dixon, and we were able to catch up with him also in the uh, well, not directly, unfortunately. Scott's a busy guy, but in the press conference. We we had we had a we heard a good press conference from or a presser or whatever they call it, the the big the pro, the professional people in this media stuff, the presser from Scott Dixon. So that was good, and and seeing Chip too. It was a it was a tough weekend. Uh, so inside of the Indy the IndyCar paddock is inside a convention center. So going in there, and that's when there was a bunch of stuff going on with Chip and uh, I forget the one driver. They, they, the guy that wanted out, and they were like contractually telling him no, and that was I remember oh. seeing a big scrum around Chip. Chip was just talking to a bunch of fans, and a bunch, and then a bunch of media comes in. It's an interesting situation. To, to, Alex no, Palau. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that that was uh, the bit of start of that too. And uh, it, it was interesting to get that world, to get the taste of all of that, uh, seeing that drama, seeing all of the, and I've been in an indie car paddock before, but this time it was a little different, um, as well as being able to hang out on pit road uh, for the for the indie car race in the Firestone um, pit box and uh, in Jimmy's pit box too. So, and and then. Um, there was also like family and friends of drivers and, and whatnot because this is where the screen was for all the the tra- like all the race info, the timing and stuff. So really cool experience that we were able to have at the Honda Indy. And just want to thank everyone at Green Savory um, Promotions and at the Honda, everyone at Honda Indy and in Toronto being able to let us come out there this uh, this season and yeah, definitely making our my top moment of 2022 for. Uh, for the best, for the best of, they make the best of. What about uh, we're gonna go into Eggman here? Enough of my happy times. What about you? I chose the moment that you cannot talk about motorsports in 2022 without mentioning it. 
uh, Ross Chastain riding the wall to make the final four in the cup series this year is probably one of the greatest racing moments, certainly of the year, possibly of all time. And I, I felt a list of moments of this year would not be complete without at, at the very least talking about it. Yeah, it did seem as though that was probably the number one moment for sure of the year, I think, for NASCAR. Because from my perception of it, it, it was on American Sports Center, it was on Canadian Sports Center. And it made, on TSN, it made the year's top 100 moments or whatever. And probably, and they do the top moments of the month in what makes the top moments of the year is what makes the top moments of the month. So they scored a lot of media attention up here in Canada, just on TSN. I'm sure Sportsnet showed it. I don't know about down there. So all the mean, and I, I don't like to say that just because NASCAR's covered in mainstream media that it, it's good. It's good for the sport. Or, but in this situation, it was a highlight moment. It was such a weird, it was a trick. It was like a trick shot. It was a, it was also a buzzer beater shot too. At the same time, like like Ross was. This was at the end of the race. He was going for getting into the next round, and he made a a a, a, a <laughs> the craziest call of saying, "Hey, you know what? I think this car can do this." And we we all know how robust the new the new gen car is. So, so at some point. In a, in, a, in a millisecond, he thought, I'm going to do this. And that's what amazes me the most. Is Well, if you listen to, his, a good ra- idea to his radio on that last lap, he doesn't make the decision to do that until he's on the backstretch. Yeah, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah. I he's don't... A, yeah, he, he's asking about points, and then they say, we're two out right now, and then you hear him upshift and ride the wall right. all the way around <laughs> and get the – it's great. I suggest you go on the internet and look it up. It's fantastic. <laughs> And and Wallace will attest to this for sure. And on the air and off the air throughout the season, I have, I have not been the biggest fan of Ross Chastain. But no, I think that no. I think that this became a moment in just like any other driver that was maybe it reminds me of NASCAR 06 or whatever when there's rivals. Ross did some stuff to make himself go on the road. That was awesome. Side, I remember right? that. Right? He did do some stuff this season and and before too. And I and maybe I just didn't like the, the cut of his jib, but I think that moment uh, that moment solidified some things for a lot of people. The crowd reaction was crazy. And I, I the thing is at home we didn't really know what was happening until they showed it on the replay. And we all saw the reaction of Dale Jr. and Jeff Burton up in the, the NBC, uh, the Peacock pit booth thing. We all saw oh, the yeah. reaction of it, right? Um, but so we, we didn't, and I, it was hard to even see uh, on TV because we're, we're, there were so many other battles going on that we were focused on. And this is a, this was a cutoff race, right? So this is what happens when you, when you make when you do the cutoff race, you're going to get something like this that happens. And I remember everyone after the race, we were like, Oh, they're better. What are we going to do? We're going to change what rules are going to change. What is it? Nothing, nothing happened out of it. I loved it. 
It was just a moment. No one got penalized. No one got in trouble. It was just a, hey, let's just go for this and see what happens. It's the best thing that's happened to the sport in the last couple of years, for sure. And that was another and debate, if, too. It, it, yeah, if NASCAR would have outlawed that move, it would have lost them so many fans. How do you outlaw that, though, too, right? Yeah, what, are you going to make that a judgment call? Like, I don't... There's not really a way to do it. And, well, you know, who knows what we see at the next Martins, but, or who knows what we see at the Coliseum. Coliseum's a little bit of a different shape, though. But yeah, it's a way know. sharper it's turn. Gonna, it would be not worth sui- it. Into the wall. But don't, yeah, but, it would be... Uh, I bet people... I suicide to try it there. When we see on iRacing, when cars hit the barriers so hard, they just kind of angle in and stick. That's what would happen. I wonder if we'll see it again, though. I wonder if we'll see that move again. But then again, like, you see you see if he'll try it again. You know what I mean? He did it once. You think he could do it again. But, um, the, the, yeah, the move. But also just the fact that he was able to put himself into the next round off that move. He gained, he gained the spot that he needed. Oh, that's um, what made it so great was he had – that that was his only option to make it to the championship four. That was that the was championship it. four. That's it was, right. It was yeah. it was that or the season's over. Like that's it. It was an amazing move, and it was a ridiculously amazing move after what it counted for. Right, like that's that's, uh, yeah, you're right. And whatever he did throughout the season was. Maybe I wouldn't say it was maybe forgotten, because that was just right at the end of the season, and it's, it's, that still might be fresh going into the next season. We'll see. Although sometimes a lot Nobody's of slates are cleared. Anything. That's the thing, right? Yeah, we've seen over the years slates are usually cleared. We do we do think about oh this was like this the other season or they were like this the other season, but. We hope we hope things get we hope slates get cleared and whatnot and, and for Trackhouse too I mean that was for for them in their second season right I always mix it up I always think it was their first season it's their full first, first full time season full time season um, before they were with they were running cars out of um, um, RCR. Wasn't it Ganassi? Who was the Ganassi one? Who's the one that bought over Ganassi? He's the one that bought Ganassi. Oh, okay. So Justin yeah. Justin drove Justin Marks, who's owner of of Trackhouse, drove for Ganassi. Actually, won in a car in the Xfinity car at Mid Ohio in the rain. For That's Japan. right. That was a good one too. I remember coming home from work uh, and watching that race. That was a great. Um, yeah. And, you know that that changed a little bit of an era that was a bit of an era shift too for the cup series because we were so used to these satellites quote unquote satellite teams and these these independent teams and and whatever these one off teams coming up and throughout the years like we we can name out a few like I don't want to diss any of them but there's always those random teams that come out make make a shot and they don't really do much or, or maybe Hendrick uses them for something or whatever. I don't know. Or they use Hendrick for something or something like, well, if you think about it, formula one does the same thing. I sure. mean, 
like Mercedes is the top tier, and then you have like Aston Martin and Williams, or Red Bull has Toro Rosso, or sorry, Alpha Tauri. It's the same thing as Hendrick using Childress as a quote unquote farm team. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the biggest relatable thing and, and, and people may just say oh because that's where you always take it Justin's uh, program map really follows a sports car base of of how of paying and how they they set it up uh, so when he was running out of Childress he was paying Childress to prep the cars run the car they bring the cars to the track they get them it's children's mechanics uh it was everything was children's except for i believe the guys going over the wall the engineers and or a couple of the engineers and the driver and now it now it's all their stuff because like in sports car racing they don't build their cars uh, they everything's bought uh, until you get into a certain level of sports car racing they don't the teams don't build their cars right there's a price like a, a Porsche GT3 race cars like $500,000 or $900,000 or something like that I don't know what they are but you just go buy it the same with the cup cars now they don't manufacture anything you just go buy it speaking of which <laughs> speaking of which I'm sure your top I'm sure your top moment of 2022 has a little bit of that background in it. Yeah, I think uh, 2022, probably the the final or the biggest highlight for me race-wise had to be IMSA. Of course, I have a deep love for sports car racing, IMSA, CTMP, all of it together. And going there this year after... You know our our hiatus was incredible, incredible. You know it wasn't my first time at the track for the year, but it was my first time back since since 2019. <clears throat> so first time as media at CTMP, and first so first time as media at CTMP. So that was very nerve wracking, exciting. You know I, everything that's involved in that legitimately. Here, my first moment walking in, I, I I I pull up to the gate, and if you've been there, if you keep going, you turn in, and you, you can't get up to the anywhere really without going through this gate. Then there's a bunch of entryways, but off the side is a building, and it's for people who get credentials. So I walk in there, and I walk over the media credentials, and I'm hot. getting them, and of course, Mark Wilkins. Uh, of Team Hyundai, um, Robert Wickens' teammate walks in right beside me, and that was kind of like my first. Oh, okay, this is real. <laughs> so that was really it that is was, that was cool. <clears throat> I was camping by myself this weekend, that weekend, so that was very unique for me, and because it was the first time I ever camped by myself, I just showed up with my truck and my stuff. Um. So that was pretty cool. I got to meet some incredible people. I I, I think other than ne- being tied with with getting to watch the racing and see these cars and and you know I posted that photo of the Faf 
Porsche taken off out of the pit pit stop there. All that kind of stuff was amazing, incredible, of course. Next to that would have been just the people that I got to meet. You know, we had Jeff Brown on the podcast, and I I met Jeff through CTMP. That's where it, it all kind of really began, his and I, our relationship, our friendship, I guess you could say now. And uh, I... Uh, which led to him getting on the podcast and we had this fantastic podcast please I, I highly recommend that you go check it out uh, then I was fortunate to run into my photographer friend that I met at Sunset with the Pinty series earlier in that year Corey, it's Corey Nowhere on Instagram uh and then I got to meet Jonathan, Jonathan Woolridge who of course we had on on the podcast, the Team Canada Scholarship winner, the Radical M Zone Radical Cup Canada winner, the Radical World Cup Championship podium finisher, uh, all around super nice guy. Uh, I got to meet him. I got to meet his his girlfriend, uh, Mossport Jess, on Instagram. She does Motorsport Media. So I got to meet a lot of really cool people. I got to meet one of the, my favorite PR guys. Uh, like he just true old gritty grumpy it was just fantastic i loved every second of it I, meeting <clears throat> we've talked about it before i don't know if we've done it on or off the air but yeah meet, meeting other media people um it's real cool actually as, as, uh, taking a moment especially as we're doing this best of or moments of or year in review whatever kind of episode you want to look at this as thanking all the people that have helped us get into the tracks and who other yeah, people who definitely. are there who help us or are friendly to us or whatever yeah. um and, and who interact with us or ask or talk to us or compliment or whatever give us feedback all of that and and i just to throw it back to you know i wouldn't have if it it was a bit of it was Ashley who helped me get to interview Jimmy so these people are are also here to help and same thing in your position too where you're able to it sounded like especially as unfortunately I wasn't able to go because of car troubles you're kind of yeah. out alone again because you're you went to Sunset on your own so you you also got a first dip into the people there at Sunset at that meeting yeah. when you're at the when you got to introduce yourself with people and they helped yeah. you out and yeah. whatnot so and then tying that back to CTMP so now you got a little bit of that behind you now you're going into this going hey you know the, these people uh these people are here to help these and and it's nice to know that um a lot of them are there and then they do they do great work too these other guys they have other these 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 do these photographers they do stuff for magazines they do stuff for websites uh there's other you know there's track pa people and there's there's people working for tsn there's people for working for the teams and, and all these other PR related people like the podcasters, the yeah. radio people, the, 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 the social media page people, um, a lot of them mix in and, and we all mix in and, and the media center too at CTMP, the people that work at CTMP yeah. Yeah, yeah. that take care of the media and even the food catering and all that too, they take care oh, of you yeah. there and they make sure that you're, um, you're, yeah, like it's a, it's all of the racing's good, the presentation is good at CTMP, and you know, we I think we've even said that to Sam too, you know, and 
it's, it's Sam Fellows. That's that's our home away from home too. So and it's I feel well, so bad. We always we always we, we always just we we give it such a great word on our show, and then other people got to listen. If we got Eggman, we always we always uh, talk to him about CTMP. We're on iRacing or whatever. You know, we're all about this place too. So being there too is it means a lot. Well, it was my first sports car race, live sports car racing venue. Uh, so it just, how could you not fall in love yeah. with it? You I mean, you, the drivers all love it. Everybody, it's a great course. And that's not to say that there aren't other great courses. We just really preach this course because we love it. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are... I, they're oval. Like we talk about the, like this about ovals, right? We talk about, uh, you know, you talk about Delaware with much love and passion, and I talk about Peterborough with much love and passion, or or even even uh, 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 Sunset or Flamborough or uh, you know Full Throttle, Sobble, all these tracks that we we go to. We just Love, which I really have come to realize. I don't think I've ever been to a racetrack that I don't like. Right. Well, in the race too, uh, it was a good race. And race, yeah. I've never sat out a race been like, yeah, I could have not come. You know, I loved every minute of it. Yeah. How did that go? How did the race go? Again. Well, that race was hot, incredibly hot. Uh, we had the. Cadillac, the O2 Cadillac, uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, uh, Ranger Van de Zanda and Sebastian Bourdais won. And um, I had it up here, and for some reason, my it, my internet. Ranger Van de Zanda. Uh, I was I was bummed out that I missed yeah. that. I yeah. If so I need then, to, I need to interview. I want to go up to Ranger and go, man. I have a great story. I got a great story (laughs) about him that maybe when we're there this year, we can, you can interview him and we can tell him the story. It's a good one. Not for right now. But, um, and then we had Colin Brown and John Bennett winning an LMP3. So that was the team that Jeff Brown uh, engineers and Colin, of course, is Jeff's son. And I just want to actually quickly shout out to Colin. Not say congratulations that he's got a, a real awesome ride this year for Meyer Shank Racing. Not that he's listening, but I just that's super cool. Um, and then we had the FAF Motorsports Porsche win as well. I posted a picture of them, like I spoke earlier. They went on to win that race and defend their championship to go back to back. And then in the GT Daytona we had the Aston Martin of Heart of Racing uh, Max uh, Roman DeAngelis uh, who's a young Canadian fantastic driver, I mean this kid is a wheel man, he really is, he dominated in Porsche Cup Canada, dominated Porsche Cup USA, dominated, just crushed it, he was fantastic, he's doing really good in, in IMSA as well and I forget who his teammate was, so yeah, it was good. It was a great race, uh, a fun race, entertaining race, entertaining weekend. It was. I loved every minute of it. I was very sad to leave, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, I hate leaving there. I hated leaving. Actually, I look back I at it when I go. I look. 
and that, so I was tired, but you know, <clears throat> there's always next year. Always, always next year. Always could be able to top it. That the place never. It yeah, it always tops it at CTMP. Um, but yeah, hey, for those are some pretty solid moments. Eggman and Wallace for the for part one and part two for our top moments of 2022 and uh, yeah it, hey it's cool it's cool to talk about it at the end of the season and especially with all the with all the work that uh, we've been able to put into it and then looking back at it now and and seeing that hey being a part of it too that's that's really wicked uh, but hey. There's yeah, we'll 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 continue this for next year. But as we end off the show here, we got our new segment Wally's World. Wally's World. Wally's World. Party time. Excellent. Wally's World. We are Wally's World. That's that's our discount. We, I gotta talk that band and I gotta talk the boys and I, the band that does our uh theme song. You gotta talk to them into uh, to doing to doing a Wally's world. Any, Wally's world here, folks. So this week, I wanted to talk about uh, a show that I've watched before. I didn't realize it was a show that it was going to be on multiple. That they would do multiples. It, it's uh, from Australia, so the show's upside down. You got to sit upside down to watch it. I'm just kidding. Of course, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, it's called Inside Line. You can find it on YouTube. They're not. They're you know 55 minute episodes. And this season, it's behind Triple Eight Motorsports in the Aussie Supercar Series. So, what I, the first one I watched was I, I can't remember the team's name, but I really I've always liked that series. It's such a unique series. You know, we've seen drivers come to. NASCAR, uh, Dave Marcus, uh, not Dave Marcus. Um, help me out here. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, the Aussie, um, he, he, ah. Marcus Ambrose. Marcus Mar- Ambrose. Marcus Ambrose. I <laughs> uh, just drew a blank right there, right? So he came from V8. He was a dominant champion in, in supercars back then, V8 supercars, now supercars. But, uh, and then I remember there was a time in the 2000s where the Bathurst 1000 was really huge. It was on Fox. Do you guys remember this? DW did a did a ride around the mountain yeah. in the passenger <laughs> yeah. seat, and he freaked out. He's like, oh, yeah. this is too... Yeah, so, it, so that's really where I, I got my interest in it. So when I came across the show, I was piqued my interest, and it is one of the most amazing behind the scenes racing shows I've ever seen. Stop watching Drive to Survive because it's fake and watch this. It's free. It's on YouTube. It's high I'm not joking, it's high quality production. It just is so good. Maybe maybe they put it on TV there and it's a year behind cuz they follow the 21 season. So I'm not sure how when their season happens and how it happens in their scheduling. So maybe it just makes sense that their 21 season is coming out in 23. But um, you get fantastic quality uh, footage, fantastic racing. So just a, a shout out to that racing and that series. They're coming up to their next generation cars, the Camaro Mustang. Mustang, which actually look like a Camaro and a Mustang, unlike uh, some other touring car series we know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, NASCAR. 
Um, that was so, a good series. I got to watch that. I got to finish that one. So it's um, I I definitely highly recommend it. You won't, you know, I say I I guess I'm biased, of course, right? Uh, I have. I feel I have a luxury. I was thinking about this the other day. I have a luxury, and I think you you have it, Jordan. I think Thomas has it. Dave, I think, has it. Of We enjoy other types of racing. We don't, we're not so hung up on NASCAR, or we only like Formula One, or we only like IndyCar. We actually enjoy pretty much, we can almost watch, sit down and watch anything and enjoy it, motorsports-wise. So, in that regard, you'll love it. I just I really enjoy have enjoyed it thoroughly and I just the the stories, the in depth how they go into the backstory a little bit of the two drivers and their team, you know, the history of the team, how that season plays out, they kinda of go back and forth per episode, their rivals, the rivalry of that season, the political gaming that happened. And yeah. So YouTube what's the URL? I'm not that prepared. We'll put it in the link in the, <laughs> it's on YouTube. Just Google it. Well, folks, we, uh, we're wrapping it up here for season five. It was a blast. We're going to be with you at season six. Check us out. CFMH 107.3 local FM, St. John on Saturdays at noon. CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in Ontario, Friday mornings and on the performance motorsports network app throughout the week. And you can check out our episodes on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most good streaming services. We'll be back at you with Season 6 next week. I think, well, that just about wraps it up for this edition. This is James Jordan. Michael Wallace. And the Eggman. We'll see you all around the bend. Quickly, thank you to everybody. If we forgot your name, just thank you to everybody who's helped us out. Adios. Bye-bye.